What's up, sports fans? This your boy, Jay Lou, and welcome to the Peer to the Game Sports Podcast, the baddest sports podcast in the land. I didn't come alone. I came with two of the baddest co-hosts in the land. To my left, I got my boy, Hugh. To the right, I got my girl, Monique. And we're here to bring y'all the hottest sports and entertainment topics of the day. So are y'all ready? I say are y'all ready? To come join the Peer to the Game family as a spirit of the game versus everybody. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to Pure to the Game. Same people, different show, bigger and better than ever. Um we got Jay, Hugh, and me, the one and only Monique. We are awesome. But uh, welcome to the show. (laughs) Always trying to be the center of attention. We're gonna fight, Monique. I mean you you can you can edit that out and you can go ahead and do it. I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) (laughs) You can go ahead and be the center of attention. Be whatever you wanna be. I said, no, we all awesome. And you, you just, whoo, it gets close to your birthday and you don't know how to act. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, let's start over. Hey, everybody, welcome to Pure to the Game, the most awesome sports podcast you will ever hear. Yeah, I said it. Quote me, take it to the bank. Um, but it's the same awesome people, just a different name. But the show is going to be bigger and better than ever. So we got Jay, Q, and Mo. Me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, welcome back to the people that have been here before. And welcome to newcomers. We hope you stay around and listen to the show. We got a good show for y'all today on Aretha Day. I um I've officially named it Aretha Day because the whole city of Detroit was shut down for Aretha Franklin. So that's the first thing we go talk about. We go talk. I know it's not sports, but Aretha sang at sports events, so everything is tied into sports some type of way. So we go talk about Aretha Franklin. You know, our favorite songs, our best moments of a recent. Um, we'll talk about week one in college football and the most anticipated games uh, for this week one. Uh, go Blue. Then we'll talk about the preseason top 25 polls by the Associated Press. Um, yeah, did they get it right? Then we'll talk about the French Open changing their dress code basically based on Serena Williams mm-hmm. and her booty listlessness, mm-hmm. uh, banning her from wearing her cat suit in the 2019 French Open. Um, then we'll talk about Odell Beckham <sighs> being the highest paid wide receiver uh, with a $95 million five-year contract extension. Is he worth it or not? 
um, we were talk about the NFL rankings, came out and said Carson Wentz is the number four quarterback. Is that a bad ranking or is, is that or is it fair? Should he be number four? Um, I don't really think so, but we'll get into it. Um, we're gonna talk about Aaron Rodgers and his contract. And Honey bags. since he worth it. His hundred and thirty four million dollar contract, a hundred and three million by February, March, one of the two. Um, we'll talk about Tom Brady cutting another interview short because he was asked about his personal trainer and business partner, Alex Guerrero. Was he being unprofessional? And then we go say goodbye to Michael Ginobili, who retired from the San Antonio Spurs after 16 seasons. So, what's up, fellas? What did it do? Not much. Monique, I wanted to, I wanted to throw a, um, one last topic in there on you. Look, at, look I, check this out. Go ahead. <laughs> look, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to throw one last topic out. We'll also be giving our favorite tailgating dishes, like our favorite tailgating food, what we like to eat. And stuff. You know, you could have texted me this. I did. I just did. did. I didn't get did. it. You said you just did it. Damn, Damn who got a frog in the background, bro? I think I think <laughs> I think I just texted you probably about like three minutes ago. But why are you? Oh, uh, we had all day. I said it. I said it. I just said it. We had all that. <laughs> See how he do me, y'all? See how I get treated? Mm. Hey, what was that? Hey, y'all trying to talk about it. Y'all, like, y'all trying to hide on the topic, man. What was that noise? It sounded like a frog a bit, you know, man. I was scratching my throat. <laughs> yeah, I was scared. Something with me. It never failed. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm going to catch her in the streets. Watch. No, you need to just start saying breaking news because this shit comes in <laughs> last minute like a motherfucker. <laughs> like, yesterday, yeah, oh, you know we're going to talk oh, about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you have all week. <laughs> all week. I can't, even, I can't even argue with you right now. Okay, you're right. You're right. Anyway, <laughs> so before we talk about mono, we're going to talk about our favorite tailgating dishes, foods to eat, or to make, however it go. So let's get into it. And since you want to be difficult, uh, we're going to talk with you. Let's talk about Aretha. <laughs> so everybody knows that Aretha past August 16th of complications for pancreatic cancer. Uh, Her funeral was today, and it was a 30-hour funeral. It is still going on. (laughs) um, It's all right. We had a lot of folks came out. We had Bill Clinton and Tyler Perry's and uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Of course, you know, the 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 regulars, Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and T D Jakes was in the house. Uh-huh. We had the Queen of Gospel, uh Shirley Shirley Caesar, you know who she is. You know, y'all shout her out, you know, Thanksgiving coming up. We'll hear a whole lot about her. 
So yeah, so he what's your um what's your favorite Risa song and your best moment? Best moment, um something that I know unfortunately I don't wanna, you know, keep rubbing it in both because I think you missed that beautiful moment when she was yeah, at the I thought that was pretty cool to see her there, you know, for our ceremony. That day I got in trouble, man. You know, I was being shady. I think the principal humiliated me, and I kind of dogged him out about only reason the school looked this decent because y'all having all these special guests. Got kicked out of the um, cafeteria that day. No, it was actually the auditorium had to go to the cafeteria. It was the assistant principal, and I didn't give a damn. I was like, it is what it is. But I thought it was cool seeing her. I felt bad that I got in trouble in front of her. But I had to speak the truth when they tried to dog me out. But uh, more or less, um, the most special memories to me was like um, Love, Blues Brothers. I know that's one of all of our favorite collective movies, one of our favorites as far as in the 80s. And to see her sing at WrestleMania 23, that was actually cool. So she wanted to bring up the sporting event. She sung at WrestleMania 3, then, you know, she did the 20-year anniversary. That was really cool. Um, definitely, like, uh, You Better Think, that was one of my favorite songs she had. And the Pink Cadillac, which you know at that funeral today. It was like a yeah, big, they had, yeah, they had a bunch of Pink Cadillacs right now <laughs> through the nice. city. Oh, it locked the city down. <laughs> All right, um, Mr. Difficult. I mean, Jay, what, what, uh, what's your favorite Aretha song and moment? Ah, uh, well, favorite song is um, you you said one of my favorite songs is uh, is Think from the Blues Brothers movie. One of my How favorite movies. Come on now. Movies as a kid. And, um. All right, call, Jay. Get it. Get it, bro. <laughs> I like. Go ahead and go. I can't think of it. How it I go? I'm not sure. I don't remember it either. I think you need to kind of recite a little bit of the poem, Jay. Right. I'm not singing it. Um. <laughs> and then one of my favorite songs is, uh, Till You Come Back to Me. Uh, one of, one of my favorites. Go. But, uh. Um, the uh, R-E-S-B-E-C-T is her, one of her favorite ballads. Um, well, one of the most popular ballads, I should say. And uh, one of my favorite moments from her, as um, Hugh alluded to, you know, her being at WrestleMania. Um, WrestleMania 3, I went to WrestleMania 3, I was about seven years old. I know she sung American and Beautiful. Uh, American and, Beautiful. and then I was at 23 as well. And she sung, sung it again, you know, so no, those were some good moments, uh, from Miss Franklin and, you know, just seeing her all the time. And I know my, you know, childhood memories, my auntie used to blast Aretha Franklin all the time. So, um, yeah, man, really, really going to miss her, miss her voice. Cause she, she was still like singing. Like I think a couple, uh, years ago, she, uh, sung uh, last year, probably, I think. I think uh, uh, was it the Lions Thanksgiving game or something like that? The the Thanksgiving game, the Detroit Lions. She sung. Uh, yeah, yeah, she sung the national anthem. So um, yeah, man, I'm a I'm a miss Miss Franklin, man. She's she's definitely a Detroit legend. Um, 
And Absolutely. she's she's gonna be truly missed, man. They showed off for her for her funeral today. Like Monique said, they they did about a, a, a thirty hour funeral. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. I mean, I, I was, I've been at work since six this morning, and um, when I talked to my girl earlier, I talked to her about like what about ten o'clock, and it was on. You know, she was like, "Oh, the funeral just came on or whatever," and I got home and was watching the ending part of it. At six, so like, I mean the 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 funeral was going on all day. So yeah, it, it started. It, it was coverage started at nine o'clock, and at eleven fifteen, uh-huh. I started was about to start doing hair, and they was the family was still coming in to view the body. At eleven fifteen, I asked my son at like two. I said, no, it's like three. I said, is the funeral still on? He was like, no, because he only looked at the guy and said TMZ, then he went to it. He was like, oh, yeah, it's still on. Uh, uh, uh. So, I mean, you had all them people singing and talking, and all you got the long-winded folks. You know, you got long-winded folks. And if you got black folks singing, and they go get into the spirit. Man. So they, that's go. if it's a five-minute song, it's going to be a ten-minute song. Yeah, exactly. Especially Fantasia. Probably 20 minutes. Peace. Right, she's an ad libber. She, she'll do nothing else. She's an ad libber. She's ad it all. Hey, but did y'all hear? Did y'all hear what the pastor said about Ariana Grande though? No. I, yeah. Oh, what he saying? She um she sung uh you make me feel you know like a natural right. woman or whatever and ah great rendition. She sung her heart out. You know, for a young girl, I mean, she sung the mess out of her. Yeah, she she did very well. So after she sung, you know, the pastor came up to her and said, I have to apologize to you. So he went into how his 28-year-old daughter was telling him, you know, dad, you're getting old. You you know, you got to get up on the on the pop culture and stuff because he didn't know who Ariana Grande was. So he was like, when I looked in the, bro, uh, in the, in the um, program, he said, I saw, oh, I saw your name, and he was like, I thought it was something that they serve at Taco Bell or something. And I'm like, whoa. Like, you knew you can't say that. Like, I, 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 don't, yeah. I, I don't know if they're going to make a big deal about it. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, it was a, a funeral per, procession or whatever. Yeah, still. Yeah, dude. Still. I mean, come on. That was inappropriate. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think it was inappropriate. It was crazy. Like, like, what would make him say? Well, that? I mean, he, he was telling the truth. I mean, I mean, like, like I was discussing with somebody else, and they were saying, um, if you're, you know, amongst your own congregation or whatever, and it's not televised, that's different. But you know, we live in a PC world now, so I mean, you can't, you know, that's almost like saying, you know, somebody, oh, I, I thought you was a black person, you know, I was ready to go fry up some. Chicken and collard greens and all that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be taboo. You know what I'm saying? If it was a white pastor saying something like that about a black person or something. But you know, another so. side, Trump, yeah. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, they all think black people drink cognac. Yeah. Right, right. That's crazy. Yeah. Cognac is rather tasty. But, um, <laughs> my favorite, Risa, is. Doctor Feel Good and um, Pink Cadillac, cause I remember that. Like when I was when 
I mean, not when it came out, but I remember when I was little, and that's what you heard. Like, that was one of the songs, no matter what was going on, you heard that somebody was riding on the freeway in love in a pink Cadillac. I knew the words by heart. You know what I'm saying? You heard it so much. But, yeah, you know, um, I don't really have no recent moments. And I want to shout but, out uh, to song, too, that none of us uh, nope, probably nope. I don't think we got time for that. Um, <laughs> but, but the song that she did with George Michael, that was a that was an awesome song. I knew you. I knew what you. Was were it? I knew you were waiting. Uh, late Who? George Michael. I knew you were waiting. Try to go, like for real. I'm singing. I'm saying you ain't got to sing it, but say it. I don't I'm know not, it. I'm not saying it. Hey, y'all, we got YouTube now. It's called <laughs> I Knew You Were Waiting <laughs> by George Michael and Aretha Franklin. See how you act? See how you do? Watch it in YouTube. Go check it out. I'm, I'm not about to feed in the Monique stuff. I don't work 10 hours. I'm tired. Stop <laughs> messing with me, Monique. I'm just asking you about a song that I ain't never heard. Come on, ma'am. And all you got to do ma'am. is say it. Ma'am. Yeah, let's go to the next topic. <laughs> I just tried to do that, but you wanted to add a song. See, see how you do? See, see I try to move on, but you want to stay. But now when you ready to move, we got to move. See? All right. Okay. For okay, y'all to do this. the show, this is going to be regular. Monique always messes you know, She's a bully. She's no. You. Didn't I say next topic? You got then he's in the pocket. <laughs> I'm just you trying to nice for the new audience. I'm just trying to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> play nice for the new audience. All right, I'll follow directions. I'll follow directions. Yeah, hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> on to the next. Uh, week one of college football. All right. Hugh. Yes. Huh. Do that to him. Be rude to me. Uh, what you think? What 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 game are you looking forward to this week? And uh you see any upsets coming? I'm a little nervous about the um you know, I'm glad that uh we reiterated what was going on. Um definitely uh with Michigan and all the dames due to the fact that it is in uh, South Bend, and that's going to be a scary game for them. It's the first game, too. We've seen a little bit of that shakiness in last night's game with the Northwestern and Purdue. How Purdue actually was solid that second half, but I feel like Michigan can't slip up to South Bend and let all the hype and the crowd and anticipation get to them because you know they're going to come out with everything that first uh, quarter. And maybe like most of the second quarter, they kind of weather that storm. But yeah, I was thinking it was going to be a little bit more of a game that Michigan take away. No, I think it was going to be close. Now I'm definitely uh, not going with them beating them by like no more than double digits or anything like that. I have it. If Michigan can win, it's going to be on some last minute field goal or something. I don't think it'll think it'll be a blowout, and it could go oh. either way though. But I got Michigan like. Twenty-one, twenty-four. Oh, that, yeah, that's, just, that's a big difference, I guess. 
the just college period just being back on is great for me because it's something we've been all waiting for as football fans in general, the anticipation of the, the, the people who do watch college. And we always talking about it on our old show until the new show. We and Jay usually agree on this too. Um, we watch a lot of college and I don't care who it is. It could be the army Navy game. It could be a team that I've never really seen on TV. Man, I watched the Grambling Southern game. Whatever game the college is on, I want to see it because sometimes you see those gems in those games. I've seen the Thursday night game before and found out who Luke Keekley was from Boston College. And sometimes you get them diamonds in the roof or unexpected. So, yeah, this period college being back on from 12 to 2 o'clock in the morning, that's what I'm really excited about. Just the okay. game in general. All right. And you said Michigan 24? Mm-hmm. Hey, it, can, it can go any way, though. Trust me. All right, uh, Mr. Lewis. Well, um, it's a couple games that stand off to me. This is it's like a big college football weekend because – you have the holiday too. So you got games, big games on a Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And I'm looking forward to that, uh, that Monday game, the Florida State and Virginia Tech game. I think that's going to be a real competitive game. Um, you got Alabama playing Louisville Saturday night. And I'm a big Michigan Wolverine fan. So I'm looking forward mainly to the Michigan game. I'm hyped up. I was getting hyped up today when I was at work. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go. Like, but um, to give a prediction for the game, um, because the, we're renewing the rivalry after, what, four years, I think. Our last game was in 2014 against them. Uh, they whooped yeah, us. We had a long time. They, they whooped us 31 to nothing. <laughs> Like bad, like bad, like we lost bad. Like I was upset, I was embarrassed. I had to put a paper bag over my head, everything. Um, but um, I, I think we got a stacked team this year. And uh, you look at Notre Dame, they're ranked kind of high. And we're going to talk about the rankings and stuff, but um, they lost like t- 16 starters from last year. You know, a lot of those guys went to the NFL, uh, graduated and stuff. So um, Michigan's loaded this year. They got a bunch of underclassmen, a lot of guys with uh, experience and stuff. So, um, but it's in South Bend. It's going to be a raucous crowd, renewing of the rivalry. Um, we always have tough games in South Bend. I'm picking Michigan, but I'm picking them by four points. So I got Michigan 24-20. All right. <laughs> um, all I know is Michigan is going to win. That's it. I don't need to know nothing else. All other stuff is relevant. Because if I'm wrong, oh, then I'm going to feel bad. So, what? Like I said, give us a score, mommy. <laughs> a sport? A score. a score. Give us a score. You got to give us a score. Uh, prediction. prediction. Winning and losing. That's the score. <laughs> whatever Michigan have and whatever Notre Dame have, it's the score. Cheating. All right, I give a score. What numbers do I like? 
So I was born on the 21st, so we will get Michigan 21. And we will get, y'all saying it's going to be real close. And I'm going to give uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, uh, what's another number I like? Uh, I give them 14. I say we win by touchdown. What if what if Rudy come to the game, Bo? He said Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we might be in trouble. Might <laughs> <laughs> be in trouble with Rudy Rudiker coming to game. <laughs> hey man, was that a real name though? Like, was that his real name, Rudy Rudy Rudiker? Was that was that? Right. Oh, yeah, it was something like that. And what was funny was Joe was like, uh, Joe kind of dogged him out when they was giving him all the props, man. Joe was like, they, you know, like, overstretched the movie, or they kind of went too far when they did the movie. Like, they over exaggerated a little bit. I said, damn, Joe Montana, you hate on everybody, bro. You don't give nobody a chance to shine. <laughs> unless it's your damn self. Man. Mm-mm-mm. All right, let's let's talk about uh, the AP top preseason twenty five poll. Also, I have a question for y'all. Let's say if STDs are only sexually contact contracted, how did the first person get infected? What the hell is going on? I'm just saying that's just a little food for thought. Think about that. I was read. I was on Facebook and I was looking, and that that was that was is the question. Jesus. Like, did that mean if you? That was like a, uh, that was a Randy Johnson slider. Like, <laughs> hey you, man. that was a Randy Johnson slider, man. Yeah, mommy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know what you get. You know what you get in night nighttime. Anyway, let's talk about this poll. Oh, yeah. So the AP got the top 25. Number one is Bama. Number two is Clemson. Uh, Number three is the Georgia Bulldogs. Number four is the Badgers of Wisconsin. Then you got the Buckeyes at number five. Number six is Washington. Number seven is Oklahoma. Number eight is Miami. Number nine is Auburn. Number 10 is Penn State. With Michigan falling at number 14. What y'all thinking about that? You you think that's a a good uh, ranking, uh, Hugh? I definitely look at it right now, and I feel like the ranking is uh, somewhat right as far as when it comes to the top team. I was a little surprised how – Georgia slipped a little bit, but yeah, even though it's the beginning of the season, they'd have lost a few solid players too that I've seen. And, you know, I ain't losing no sleep. They came from a boys, no Patriots. But, um, what I see is just pretty much is relevant right now. Um, I feel like it's a strong top 10. I'm just happy too to see a lot of our big 10 guys in there just taking over the whole thing. But until somebody knock Alabama off, they always got to claim that stake is number one. And um, 
Clemson was a surprise, but then they still got a lot of guys still in school, too. That's why I think that kind of hurt when they came to Georgia when they slipped a little bit. But, yeah, as far as the Wisconsin and the other teams in there, your states and, you know, the top ten lineup, I feel like everything is pretty much accurate. You know, I feel like right now um, some people might think that um, Michigan is too low. But I don't want them to go too high because every time when you see a Michigan team and they're ranked like in the top ten, something happened to where again we expect them to win. They'll barely win, and the team that we think that they'll be able to give a good match to, it seems like they just roll over. So again, I don't want to really get too hype over them in the um, basic rankings right now. All I'm just hoping right now that uh, they gain momentum for them because I feel like it's still going to be a long season. But I feel like pretty much everything in the AP poll is accurate. I can't say it's not. And from the ranking point, it's just the beginning of the season. That's the proven basis. But as far as that top ten, I think that's probably the best way you can put it. I was a little shaky at first when it came to what was going on with Georgia moving down. Because even though they lost the championship, usually you rank them as the number two team. But I think some of the big losses they had kind of put them down a little bit. But no, I, it's something I can't really argue with. All right, Mr. Lewis. Um, I agree with you for the most part. I think the the AP poll really they very rarely get stuff wrong like this. You know what I'm saying? Like like it'll be. Some years they'll have something that's like a like a tad bit off, but this year I think they got everything on the money. Like everything is right. Um, usually the the rankings are based upon you know returning players, uh, rec- recruiting class, and then like projections. You know where they might uh, end up in a uh, in a conference and that type of deal. And um, What's surprising to me, though, is the Big Ten with so many teams, like in the top 15. You know, I know yeah, you're the, top, the top 10, Monique. But, um, like, if you if you stress that a little bit to the top 15, the Big Ten got Michigan, Michigan State, <clears throat> Ohio State, Wisconsin, and uh, I, I might be missing somebody. But uh, they, they got top teams, like, just spread it all over. You said what now? Huh? You said the oh the Big Ten. Yeah, okay. the, big, the Big Ten got got like um, the most wow, teams. Like, yeah, out of the out of the conference in the top fifteen. You know, so um, that 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 was real like surprising to me and an eye opener, and it should be an eye opener for everybody out in the college football world to let everybody know, which they all scream the SEC because they got Bama, but Bama's been throttling that division for years, winning national championship after national championship and SEC championship after SEC championship, that it's becoming like a one- or two-team league. You look now, it's really Bama and Georgia. I mean, you could kind of sprinkle Auburn in there, here and there. You know, say Auburn hit or miss from season to season. But 
consistency, Alabama's going to be your consistent number one. And to somebody, you know, like you said, somebody knock them off the podium, you know, and consistently, you know, win national championships or go to the playoffs consistently. But I, I agree with you again about Michigan. I love their ranking because when Michigan's rank anything below 10, they kind of, they, they take it. They, they'll go six and oh, seven and oh, and then they'll run into a Michigan state or, uh, Indiana or somebody or Iowa or something like that. And they'll get popped, you know, so I like them where they are. Now I feel like they're going to beat Notre Dame, which is ranked number 12. When they beat Notre Dame, they'll probably go up to like 11, something like that. That's fine for me for a few weeks. And so we start getting in the, in the meat and the heart of our Big Ten schedule. But for the most part, yeah, I think the, I think the, uh, AP poll got, got, got this top 25 right on the money. Uh, what, okay. I, I said it'd be slight little things. What I did, what I don't like, if you, if you go all the way down, to number 21, UCF is there. Uh, 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 Central Central Florida. Now, I know they lost their coach. Yeah. And I know Scott Frost went to Nebraska. It's all my mater, which is fine. But they went undefeated last year. And they beat an SEC team in the bowl game, in a, in a big bowl game. I think it was like Cotton Bowl or something like that. They beat Arbor, which beat – which beat Bama last year. So I think they should have cracked the top 15 or or something, or the top 20 at least. We, uh, they yeah, least should have been in that in that 15 to, you know, uh, some range, to 12 to 15 range or something like that, something. They should have been there. They should have been there. You got to reward them guys for something. I mean, they, they can't. You can't fault them for what conference they in, but that that's the only gripe I would have about it. But other than that, it's on the money. Yeah, that's a little disrespectful. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, let's talk about the French Open and how the president of the French Federation of Tennis or something like that. Uh, Bernard Bernard G said that they will. Serena Williams. He basically called her out personally and said she cannot wear her um, newfound cap suit in the French Open in 2019. And he said she needs basically that sometimes people go too far and they need to respect the game and the place. Um. Lately, Serena's been wearing some uh, cat suit, you know, like a like a Catwoman cat suit, and she said it makes her feel like she's a Wakanda princess. And of course, I crossed the X on my chest for Wakanda because you got to do it. That's just out of respect to the Black Panther and all his millions of dollars he made in his finest. But um, she was like, she's not wearing it just for fashion because she has wore some very controversial outfits. But it's not really controversial because it's only to, like, skinny people and people without butts that don't like it. <laughs> I mean, they're haters, you know. Yeah, so, um, but she's wearing it for medical reasons. It's 
the compressed, the pants are like, the bottoms are compression. So it helps prevent blood clots that she was getting after she gave birth to her Virgo last September. Or even if not a Virgo, her Sapphire baby is the September baby. So it's all, all good. Most of the month is Virgos anyway. So um, what do you think about this? Do you think they're just hating on her or do you think that, yeah, you think they're just hating her and all? Uh, Jay? Yeah, I think this is hate. Um, I, I I think they're hating on um, her her body type, her body structure, how, how she's how she's built as as a woman. She's she's what what us brothers call thick. She's she's thick. She's bootylicious. She just she you know her body is amazing. You know, and when she had a cat suit on, it's it, it's out there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's nice eye candy for us. <laughs> you know, but on the other hand, she be out there dominating, like just straight dominating. And to me, it's her signature uniform. It's it, it's what she likes to wear. It's what she feels comfortable in. And like you just said, mommy, it helps her with the, um, you know, they made a special suit for her now. It helps her, you know, um, not get blood clots and stuff like that. And she's comfortable in wearing that. So why change it? And we've seen um, outfits, you know, the women mainly, you know, they have the the tops on. They don't have any, you know, undergarment under it. So, you know, when the when they sweat and the breeze hit the back, you know, pickable. <laughs> You know, so I mean, y- y'all gonna tell them to put padding all over their, you know, chest or whatever. So I think they made this rule specifically for her and women um, that are a little bit thicker or whatever. Because I, I, I don't think it's a race thing. I think it's more of a body type thing. That's what I think. So yeah, they they hate on uh, Serena. Uh, Body type. Yeah, but donk or donk. They hate. They hate. They hate. They hate Serena. Now, do you think that if Venus wore it, they would have banned it? No. Venus <laughs> smaller. Yeah, because Venus a little smaller. Absolutely not. Or any of the, or any of the other women who are uh, slimmer. Or whatever, who, yeah. who's not as voluptuous as Serena is, they they would not ban it at all. It'd be Katsu City out there in the French Open. Most definitely. <laughs> all right, here, what you think? Yeah, because don't forget, like Jay said, I mean, even though I think Venus is cute as well, I think she's more of a petite type, the average size of the tennis players. But yeah, Jay said it's um, best. It ain't really about race because I've seen. Big women from all around the world, you know, black Puerto Rican, black Puerto Rican, Asian, you know, it's very rare with that. You don't know, you know, no disrespect to any of my Asian people yeah, out there like, watching the world up. That's like seeing but, a um, unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I see you in the corner. <laughs> I see my big look what you just started, man. You getting up to talk back. <laughs> I, I didn't do nothing. But no, um, I just think that um, 
for what it's worth too, and the blood clots and her being helped with that suit for them to try to ban that. That's despicable. But you know, she's not doing anything like she's having dress. She got on the full outfit for them to even say that and say that it's out of line and, you know, it went too far. I just really don't think it's necessary. That's taken away from the game. You're not respecting what this young lady accomplished because you feel like because she's built a certain way that you got to try to body shame her of what she's wearing. Yeah. yeah. That's just an excuse because of the fact is, flat out, let's get to the real point and she's dominating. And they want to do whatever they could to try to get her off her game, upset her, or make her uncomfortable. At the end of the day, she'll wear whatever she has to wear. She'll come out there wearing some regular, you know, pants or something or some cargo jeans or whatnot or what have you. She'll still win. That's just who she is. You know, then what? It's like, you know, that's just ridiculous, you know, for them to either have something to say or even discuss. And that means that there's nothing else better for them to do because all she do is win. And Lord forbid she wins another one. Yeah, well, she's going to go out there and show them. But she's not mad. She said that um, most of her team is French. So, like, you know what I'm saying? If she's talked to the French, the president or whatever, she said he's been pretty amazing. So hopefully when he finds out what the purpose of her wearing that for, he'll change his mind. So we just hope that he's smart and he does that. So please, please. moving on to Odell Beckham. But did y'all get an answer to that question I asked? Oh, man, that caught me off guard. This what I would say. This what I would say. I feel like that it was a, a, a lot of those diseases are man-made, and I feel like they were injecting in somebody or multiple people, okay. and they went out and, and spread them. All right. Good answer. I was about to say, because y'all ain't safe. If you get it by you're doing it by yourself, some of y'all, this is all types of stuff. Anyway, um, so Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. The hot tub man himself. Uh, <laughs> he becomes the highest paid wide receiver with $95 million five-year contract extension. Does he deserve it or not? Hugh? I think it's going to be temporary. You know, I feel like um, when it comes to this topic, it's very picky because do I think he's a great receiver? Of course I do. The work he put out there and how much he practiced and the work he put in really helped this man shine. You know, we've seen and we talk about it a lot, me and Jay. We'll text each other or whatnot like, damn, you see that? He just broke a five-yard route or he just did a quick slant, man. Shit, he took it to the house. That's rare. Most times when you do a slant, you probably, like, get enough space just for the next person to come and tackle you. But he would get something like a slant route and run into the house. He got tremendous quickness. He runs routes great, and I just like the crispness in this game. If that ain't a word, you know, we can start using that crispness. <laughs> and um, I just feel like um, he's an excellent player. But the downsides of it is, you already know, um, he's been injured more than he has been healthy. You know, I feel like his injuries, that would be a red flag to me. Hell, he was injured last year. And he was out for a long time. 
just to come back, you know. Jason, how did he even say it today? He was 100%. But they gave him that big contract, you know. You play him with fire when you do that because he got all this money. Now, if he gets hurt, then that's what's out there. You know, what happens if he gets hurt? But when it comes down to it, though, like I said, I love the player. I think he's good with kids. I was watching the game yesterday. I see how he played with the kids and hang out with them. He's a humble dude, and he basically shows that he can get along with people, and he's a good people person. Let's get off that topic, and let's say do he deserves it. Maybe not. But I think that was this uh, insurance to keep him in New York besides him going to an opposite team or another team in that division or somewhere in the league coming back and biting them on the ass. That's what that was that surest was about. But you got your Antonio Browns out there who balls hard every game. Sometimes I get a little question about his diva and when he get diva when he ain't getting the ball over there at Pittsburgh. But when he do get the ball, he does damage, you know. He'll blow the top off of uh, offense, I mean, defense as well, with, you know, his quickness. I think he's a great player, too. And But then, you know, it's like that money should have been his way. He should have been had a huge contract like that. Or he's a Julio, the guy who don't even got a contract yet. They basically gave him a little boost in his contract this year to try to keep his mouth shut, you know, to try to make him happy so he won't be to the point where, He's, you know, agitated and it reflects on the field. But I feel like when those guys get their contracts, it's going to be definitely a lot more, you know, they all, I just think he set the ground for the other receivers. And not disrespecting or taking anything from Odell, but it's good for Odell. And I'm happy that he got this contract done because the two guys I just mentioned, that's going to set the ground for them. That's what's so up. he paved the way. He basically paved the way for these guys who deserve more money. So that's going to come up soon within a year or so. So, yeah, I, maybe people don't feel like he deserves it. I think other people were more deserving. But I'm glad he got that contract because that's going to pave the way for a lot of other guys who I felt like deserve that, maybe more. All right, Jay, what's you think? Uh Can <laughs> he just say, huh? See, see, when it comes to wide receivers, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence about this. Um, Odell is a very like unique receiver. Like I've, I've never really, I've, I've been watching football for a long time, you know, on all levels. And I've never seen a receiver that blazing fast. Like, he's blazing. Like you said, he'll take a, a five-yard slant pattern and just run it 80-something yards and just leave everybody in the dust. Like, somebody like that is just, like, I, that's unique to have on your team. But you look at some of the things that that he's been through as far as um, the whole boat thing that he did um, <laughs> a year or so ago before a playoff game. Um, that, that was crazy. 
you know what I'm saying? Um, he did the, what you call, um, he, he did, oh, um, you know, he'd be having temper tantrums on the sideline, that type of thing. And he, he had a major injury last year. You know, he jacked up a, what, ACL or something. So, yeah. It's, I, to me, it's, it, it's dicey, but that's a little bit of insurance for, um, a little bit of insurance for the Giants. They just drafted Saquon Barkley. And then, you know, they're trying to get what they can out of Eli before they draft another quarterback or bring somebody in or whatever. So they're locking down some weapons for Eli or, you know, um, take some pressure off of Saquon Barkley so, you know, they can get some wins or whatever because, you know, the Giants had a lousy season last year, like a real lousy one. They had the second pick in the draft. So they had a lousy season. So, uh... Uh, it's, I don't, I don't think he should be the highest, highest paid wide receiver though. I think it should be Julio Jones or Antonio Brown. I think they should be the highest paid. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure one of them will surpass, um, Odell Beckham. But as of now, I mean, I, I just say congratulations and, um, he held the title for now, but I, I just think, um, Antonio Brown is a little bit better, and um, Julio Jones as well. You know who just—I mean, Julio is just just been amazing since he got in the National Football League. Like no bad talk about him, no nothing. He just goes out and plays ball. You know, so that's that's my take on it. Yeah, we we can't forget about AJ too, man. If AJ had a better quarterback, man, no disrespect to Andy Dalton. Yeah, it is disrespect to Andy Dalton because he is trash. He would have <laughs> a better, you know, argument. But even with him, look how good AJ plays. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely gonna be an argument for the next um receiver when they get their payday. Mm-mm-mm. Well, all right. So, while we're talking about contracts and money and um, if it's a smart thing to do or not, talk about my homie, my fave, one of them. Everybody's fave. There we go. You know his name, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. So, he just signed a four-year uh, contract that stitches worth uh, some say 134 million. Some say at the end of it all, it'll be 180 million. But he's a guaranteed 103 by St. Patrick's Day. Do you think that was a smart move on Green Bay's part, uh, Jay? Um, to lock down a quarterback, yeah, I, I think it's risky though. Um, anytime you give somebody that much, I mean. We talking a hundred three. We talking a hundred three million dollars. You're not talking about like uh, twenty million signing bonus or you know for even forty million guaranteed. We talking a hundred million dollars guaranteed in the game of football, the violent game in football, to a quarterback who I would say is worthy. 
of a lot of money and will be worthy of that much money. But dude's coming off a major so- shoulder injury to his throwing shoulder. So it is he worth it? Of course he is. But it's a big gamble. And Green Bay better hope they don't regret this. They better hope they don't regret it. And if I'm paying that much money, I need me a Super Bowl. At least one more. Right. I, I, yeah. need, I at least need another Super Bowl in Green Bay by the time you retire. Or you decide to go elsewhere uh, to this contract up. I need a Super Bowl and I need a couple of NFC championship game appearances or something. Something. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers has been since since they won the Super Bowl, the Packers have been five and six in the playoffs so far. They've been five and six. So I mean that's that's not that impressive, you know. And he gets one hundred and three mil. I, he got to he got to earn it. I wouldn't say you know oh Aaron Rodgers ain't. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that Aaron Rodgers can earn his bread. You know what I'm saying? Because he's probably, I mean, he's right there with Tom Brady, one A, one B. They they right neck and neck. So it's it's just a gamble to me. That's all. It's a, it's just a gamble, but he's worth it. it but it's a gamble. All right, Hugh, what you think? Yeah. Um... Definitely had to go with Jay on that one. It's definitely a huge gamble for a guy who's injury prone. You know, every time you turn around, he's injured, you know. I feel like most times, too, his offensive line doesn't help. But the risk of it is not saying that he don't deserve it because I feel like he deserves it. I feel like he's a great quarterback. He's been through a lot in his career and to surpass the great Brett Favre and to win a Super Bowl in Green Bay, that shut up all the noise right there. But it's just his injuries, man. He's at risk for injury seems like every year. He get a shoulder injury, a leg injury, or something of that nature, but he's never really been consistently healthy. But um, And this is a huge risk as well due to the fact that him making all this money, the hundred and three million guaranteed, um, they let Jordan Nelson walk because they knew they were gonna give him a slew of money and they gave him a huge amount of money. But now um, I was hearing rumors that they were saying that they're listening to offers about Randall Cobb. You know, and Randall Cobb is the oldest and one of his main primary weapons, you know. They threw a little money at Devontae Adams because they know, oh, man, he ain't going nowhere. He should be happy with his money because he wasn't making none in the first place in the rookie contract. But now you have a guy, a capable guy of Randall Cobb when he's healthy because he has a lot of injury bugs. But when he's playing, he's lights out. But, yeah, that's going to hurt a lot of the players on the team trying to look for big paydays and try to stay. This will be probably a situation, Jay, where we'll see and, boy, I know you probably hate to hear this, too. You might see a guy like um, Clay leave. Clay Matthews probably be like, well, you know, they ain't going to give me enough money to stay, so I need to go elsewhere. Other people are going to start leaving the team because of that. Kind of remind me of the whole Joe Flacco thing once he got his money, which I really didn't think he deserved. But 
get back to the topic, yeah, it's a little risky, but it's still a play on who's worth the risk. All right. Well, I think he's worth it, and I think he's going to um, prove that he's worth it. And I hope his line is there to defend him so that he <laughs> he don't get hit too much so he can, you know, continue to be great. So let's talk about – while we're talking about quarterbacks, let's talk about Carson Wentz. Carson, the NFL did their preseason, their ranking, and Carson Wentz, is ranked as the number four quarterback in the league. What do you think about that? Jay? I think it's too high um, for him to be ranked as the number four quarterback in the league. I mean, you got proven quarterbacks like uh, Rollinsberger and um, Russell Wilson, to name a few of them, who are ranked under him. And I want to know why. Why they rank under him? Like you look at last season, he was having an MVP caliber season, which was amazing. It was a great season. You know, the offense was tailored around him. They had a dynamic defense in Philly, you know, that kind of helped him out too. But nonetheless, Carson Wentz had a great season last year, which is just one season. And he got hurt before the playoffs. You go into the playoffs, your team doesn't suffer without you. What do they do? They go on to win the Super Bowl, and they beat the New England Patriots by putting up 41 points on the Patriots in the Super Bowl and beating Tom Brady. Tom Terrific. You know, in, in the Super Bowl, and the backup quarterback comes in and scores all of those points wins the, the Super Bowl MVP, and you're putting this guy, uh, Carson Wentz, as the number, as the fourth after, oh, I, I think he was ahead of uh, Drew Brees as well. <laughs> That's funny. I think I think it was like Aaron Rodgers um, or uh, Tom Brady. Um, I forget who was number three. But, I, dude, like, he right he number four. He, like, right there with Breeze and Russell Wilson and, you know, um, Roethlisberger, stuff like that. Like, that, that's just – that's mind-boggling to me. And you did and, – and your backup won the Super Bowl for the team. I just I, – I don't, I don't understand that ranking at all. So, I'm going to say they, they jacked up. They they after bleep 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 they they bleep 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 the uh, uh yeah <laughs> yeah that's what they did with the with, with that they they need to stop that ridiculous alrighty uh you what you think you think they uh they messed up too thanks for letting me get the podium ball I would definitely like to say. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, Frank? He just finished talking. What? No, I'm just being elegant, Mo. Don't even hate. You know, he likes to be elegant sometimes. I'm about to say, next time I just cut him off. So just just say whenever you're ready to talk, and I cut him off. 
I was trying to use the royalty of folks, but you know we do good for a royalty of folks, so I apologize, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be too proper. No, um, I feel like I love Carson Wentz and what he did and his, you know, work that he did, the little work he did when he got in the league. But to put him over some of those guys like the Ben Roethlisberger or Drew Brees or even Russell Wilson at this point, man, you know, I feel like that would be a little too much because I feel like um, he didn't really have so great of a year, um, you know, 2016, and he came back big time this season, and he played really great. You know, everybody looked at them as being one of the Super Bowl teams, too, definitely coming out of that division, them and the um, Saints, because how solid the Saints defense came up and picked up that team at the end of the year. And, you know, their two-headed monster is probably the best in the league, if not the best. So it was a lot of competition in the NFC. But as far as him being a number four, Already, I think they need to take it down a notch. I see if they said seven or eight, I can agree with something like that. But too many people paved their way of putting in too much work. You know, I feel like he's better than Eli now, but you know, that guy's still the two uh, time Super Bowl champion. You know, you got Breeze who won uh, Super Bowl, and you know, you got Big Dan who won two on his own. So, you know, I don't think that he put in the work yet. You know, he didn't pay his dues to even really be given that high of a ranking. And he's still not even healthy enough now. They don't even think he's going to be back week three or week four. So guess who's going to be at the realm of that team? Just saying, God, big foes. Jay, I hit you recently, too, man, with the Cleveland game when they played. Barely remember what I told you? What the hell's wrong with his foes, man? He looked like he lost. He looked like he's throwing the ball in his eyes closed. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, though, it's a mental thing right now. He like, damn. I basically won the Super Bowl and I'm a Super Bowl MVP and I'm still the backup. So that's his mentality. Right. right. Yeah, that's that's that dude, that dude is lost right now. Cause he know when Wentz come back, he don't even got a job. He gonna be the clipboard Jesus, basically. <laughs> Unless something happens to Carson Wentz. That's their insurance right now. So yeah, I don't think that's fair, man, because I feel like Nick balled his ass off, you know, the Super Bowl, you know, hate I hate to hear that. It hurts me in the stomach a lot. But um, I was a huge fan of him, too, in Arizona with him and Gronk. A lot of people slept on that, you know. But I was a huge fan then when I seen him play Oregon that year, and that gave Oregon all they can handle. I said, damn, this quarterback is special. You know, he had his ups and downs. You're going to get a good foes and a bad foes. But a lot of times you see players, I don't care how good they are, do you look at them, Jay? I know I do as a football player when it comes to quarterbacks. I'd be like, damn, is this the day Tom going to have a bad game? Or is this the day Drew ain't going to put it all on the line? Or is this the day uh, A.A.Ron going to slip up and, you know, throw two or three picks? We all look at the quarterbacks that way because you're not going to be perfect all the time. So you're going to have your up and down games. But I just feel like now what the problem is right now, y'all, that they playing with Pandora's box right now. And Philly, think about it. If Carson Wentz starts to start having bold games, even though he ain't that healthy, guess who the crowd going to be cheering for to come in? They need to be careful with this whole situation. It can blow up in their face. I understand it was great for insurance policies, but as far as him being a top four to get back on that topic, I don't think he paved the way. He should be at least top seven or eight. Yeah. Giving them top four, I think that's a little too much pressure on him. And it's going to show this year. 
he definitely going to get exposed because they got enough tape on him now, too. Think about that. Put that in your head and say, okay, he only played a couple seasons. He really played lifestyle last year, so they got enough tape now to know what he do, his strengths and his weakness. And they go exposed. It's going to come this year because when you're the champion, it's harder when you're on top to try to get there and keep that mentality and stay on top than it is for somebody who's trying to get to your level because everybody's going to play you with their A game now. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this year. I think it's going to be an interesting year for Philly. All right. So, uh, time, time, time. Hmm. I don't think he did nothing wrong. But so he walked out of an interview because he was, he kept being asked about his um, personal trainer, Alex Guerrero, about different things. And he kept saying, no, I don't want to answer these questions. I'm good. Don't ask me. I don't want to do it. And they kept asking him. So he walked out. Well, he, he, ended the com- he ended the conversation. Very gracefully, he said, all right, guys, I'll talk to you later. I'll get back at you. You know that? You think that was unprofessional of him in the conversation, Mr. Lewis? Yeah, it was. Tom Brady needs to quit acting childish. He, I mean, <laughs> you were a five-time Super Bowl champion, and you, you are the GOAT. I mean, act like it. Like, like ask him a question. Like, like, like who really like, – like, like, Tom is looked at as a, as a, a football guy. Like a, a quarterback guru, quarterback god, or whatever. To be totally honest, most of us don't even care. That that's like that, that that's really the media. You know what I'm saying? Just trying their best to get a hold of something so they can have some news, something to talk about, or you know, try to try to mess Brady's name up. What they they even put in too much work. They can't they can't mess with him. I just think Brady. It's getting to the point where he's getting older, and he he turned into a little cranky little old man. So he didn't. Hey, he, hey, he, hey, man! He didn't, didn't want to deal. He over forty now. He he didn't, didn't want to deal with that, you know. And um, Monique, like like we were we were talking the other day, and um, you I think you made a good point, Monique. Tom Brady, like, shoot, I'm, I'm Tom Brady. Like, I don't have to talk to you. Like, I don't like these questions, so I'm out. But I think that other players, and um, I'm, I'm not going to mention his name, but other don't players. Don't get more mad. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> other players are held to certain standards. And I think just as an NFL player, period, you know, you're held to a certain standard, and especially being the best and being a role model like you are, there, there's a certain standard you got to hold yourself to. So I just feel like he was childish and unprofessional by, you know, hanging up on a cat or walking out or whatever he did um, in the interview. You gotta, sometimes you got to answer those tough questions. Mm. Uh, hear, what, hear what you think. I feel like um, he was annoyed most definitely. I'm about to hit you with an M. Night Shyamalan hookup right now, too, Bo. I think he should have answered the question just to get them off of him because I feel like now 
when this happened and this topic came up about Anders Guerrero, because that was one of the topics that they said put that wedge into that locker room too as well when all these things was happening. If he would have answered that gracefully and said something that where he got a rise out of them, like if he joked around or played or took a you know jab at or even made fun of the topic, they probably would have brushed it off like it was nothing. They're looking at it like, damn, something is there. Because we said that, we pushed one of the times, one of the time bailed out, no explanation why he did it. And, yeah, that definitely was a topic of discussion because they feel like when that happened that something was there between Brady, Belichick, and, you know, Alex Guerrero on, like, the rip. So, yeah, um, I feel like um, I didn't feel – even though I felt like it wasn't – disrespectful. I felt like it wasn't really nothing he did wrong, but at the same time, that leaves a question mark to a guy who they feel like even though they know what he's done and his accomplishments, but they know that that pushed his button and they know something is there. That's the strain of evidence they needed, basically. You know, he gave them a little bit more than what they needed by not saying nothing. That's what I think about it. Yeah, I mean, I I can agree with that, but I don't think he was wrong by not saying something. And to compare him to uh, other little barnyard animals (laughs) is not what you can do because he's not a regular barnyard animal. He is the goat. He's up in the mountains, chilling. It's still hypocritical. Walking nimbly across the peaks. It's still hypocritical. It's still double standard. It's not. It's not though. When you're the best, you can do things that the best can do. When you get there, then you can do it too. Now, if Pharrell <laughs> Jr. wants to uh, do it, he has to step his game up. Then he can do it too. Like I said before, if shit Beyonce can do, that 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 uh, who is this? Who I don't even know no other singer. Ariana Grande can't. If stuff Nicki can do that Remy Ma can't do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's stuff, shoot, it's stuff that uh, Cardi can do that Little Mama can't do. It's just, it's just, if it's levels to this stuff. So when you get to a certain level, there's things you can do. Like, unfortunately, Donald Trump. Can't no, ain't nobody else out here doing all this crooked shit. Because they ain't at the presidential level. And the corrupt level and the ass-kissing level that he is on. <laughs> it's levels to this shit. He ain't, the one you did not want to name so, has not reached that level. So so here's my thing. It's still unprofessional. But it's not unprofessional. Oh, he did not want to answer listen, the question. Listen, it's still unprofessional, but it's okay since it's time break. It's not well, that's, pretty, that's pretty much what you're saying because you, you said there's levels to it. So if it, but he wasn't, he, it was, he wasn't being unprofessional. He said, I don't want to answer this question. Basically, okay. leave it alone. Ask him. So, so, ask him. So, that's so what he should have said. He should have said, ask him. So if uh, Cam Newton or somebody said that same thing, uh, no. you're saying, uh, no. you're saying you it. that they can't do that because they're not Tom Brady. No. They can say they can say I don't want to answer it. They can say that. They have, everybody has the right to answer what they want to answer. Super Bowl 
and he was but, criticized. That, that's that cry. That's that cry baby shit. No, he just said, "Next question, or I'm gonna ask that." That's all. Yeah, that's all he said. Listen, you can't, you can't, you can't hang up or walk off if you're not at your level to be able to do that. See what, what I'm saying? See, okay, well, now I, everybody can say, "I, I don't want to answer that question." I don't want to answer that question. It's anybody can say that. Next question. Next question. Ask them. Now, our professional would have been going hood on that ass. That's what that's that's what been a professional. But he was he was being cool, easy breezy with it. Is he? And they said, "All right, well, I'll holler at y'all later." But this is again. I think I think if if it was another radio station, he might not have done it. And I say that because this station. He's always coming at him. You know what I'm saying? This is the same group of people that came at him about talking about his daughter. Yeah. Like, they, they, this is now, okay, joking, all jokes aside, he wasn't unprofessional for hanging up. And he wasn't unprofessional for saying that question. Anybody can do it, regardless of who you are. You had that right to say that or to end the interview. But I don't think Tom would have done this if this is another station. And I say that because this station constantly comes at him. Yeah, they're notorious. They they keep coming at him. They keep coming for him. And he's doing them a favor. So, like, he'll wait a while before he come back to get him time to, you know, get it together. They probably call and apologize. You know how people do stuff in public, do messy stuff in public and privately apologize? And he probably Mm -hmm. accepts their private apology. But when they come back in public, they write it back at the same mess. Uh-huh. He probably gonna end up start messing with them, and it's gonna make them look bad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I, I do, I think that he, anybody in this case, would not have been unprofessional doing it. But I think that Tom would not have done it if it was another station. So, yeah. But that that's that Tom. You good? You get a pass, my brother. <laughs> I'm about to go buy me some goat. Look, buy me some curry goat. But um, let's let's talk about our favorite since it's football season. You know, I'm watching the um Army Duke game right now. Duke is um kicking some ass, thirty-one to fourteen. Um, let's talk about tailgating. Mm-hmm. He was tailgating their own ways, different ways. Um, since I don't drink no more, I want to tailgate with alcohol. So, uh, you know, that's that would be new. Let's talk about food. Because even when you drink, you need to eat so you don't be real drunk and, like, be throwing up and passing out and get belligerent and get thrown out the game. you got to have something on your stomach. So let's talk about our favorite things to have on our stomach yet. <laughs> nope, nope. Let me, let me change this up. Our favorite mm. food. So that could have went real adult. That could have went real adult, real quick. That's what went from PG-13 to R right there. In the Look, that's why, that's why I changed the words up. Let's switch these words. Oh, Let's goodness. switch your favorite food to uh, have at uh, hey, in your tailgate. Hey, Hugh, we're going to have to do the show next time. Like We're going to have to take the show at, at noon next time so we can get the <laughs> the G person, the money. <laughs> <laughs> she, she tripping. 
It's Friday. It's Friday, Monique. We like it. We like it. Oh my goodness! Uh, go ahead, Monique. I, I apologize for cutting you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, go ahead, Hugh. What, what's your favorite? Uh, no, not Hugh. I'm sorry. Just uh, miss the one that's to bring this topic up all late. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite food to uh, have to eat at uh, the tailgate? I'm gonna be like uh, Smokey right now. Why are you bringing up old stuff? <laughs> but uh. But man, wanna, I mean, you, you besides, wait, wait, let me make this disclaimer. Besides chicken. Besides oh, chicken wings. Okay, you got me there. Okay, um, besides that, because you know that's a staple. Um, right. I like the, you know, uh, one of, one of my favorite, uh, snacks, um, been for a couple of, couple of years now are the, um, the bacon wrapped, uh, jalapeno poppers. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I I love those. I go crazy for them now, like that, like they one of the the staples. Um, you take like a, a jalapeno, um, you cut it in half, uh, you scrape all the seeds out of it, and then you put like a, a cream cheese in the middle, and uh, some some people would uh like freeze them. They'll um. Well, they'll put like the bacon around them, freeze them, and then they'll fry them. And you know, have a have like a fried one. But you know, most of the other times they just put the cream cheese in there, wrap it in bacon, and then they'll um, either put them in the oven or they'll throw them on the grill. They're they're delicious. Like they're 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 one of my best um, tailgating foods because you can just pick them up and go. You get a little bit of you know, sauciness with the bacon and stuff, and then you hit the, you know, the heat with a with a jalapeno and, you know, the cream cheese to kind of cool it down. So. You ain't getting no heat if you take all the seeds out. I, no, I mean, no. you, you get a little bit of heat. I, I mean, you know, the the heat is in the seeds. Stop being you're strong. Not to, you're not trying to get <laughs> No, you have to take the seeds out so you can put the, the, um, you don't take all the, the seeds filling out. in there. Yes, you, you do. Because you got to put it. My picture. How about this? This is what you should do. This is the, I think. Don't listen to her, y'all. Don't. I'm telling you, y'all going to mess your dish up. I could. <laughs> See, if you would have came to my barbecue, you would have known that I cook. I does this. Me too. Mom, you know what, what you I can does. do me? You know what you can do? So, anyway, here's an alternative there we, there to the way. You cut the top off, and you take like a uh, a peel, like a uh, like a potato skin peeler. You take that and you core the inside out. You're just trying to get that little white piece out out of the middle. Leave the seeds. If it seeds is in there, leave the seeds if you want it hot. Then you mix you take your mixture of cream cheese, whatever your favorite cheese is. Oh, excuse me. Like some green onions, dice it up, mix it together, scoop it in, right? Then you wrap it up and cook it however you will cook it. You're just saying. That's an alternative. Always alternatives to things. But don't be soft and take all the seeds out. Oh, my God. What's the point of a jalapeno if you got to take all, if ain't no heat? You can always. You're going to have a milkshake with sad. You can always. Put a mixture of the seeds and the juice, some of the juice from the jalapeno, 
put them put it in the cream cheese filling or whatever and just fill it back up. All right. So he'll play now. That's a good one, Jack. That's a good one. All right, Hugh. Just like the love doctor Mo said, if you want to get the good flavors and you want to get everything soft and wet and steamy at night, get the white stuff out. Okay, so um, <laughs> I mean, what's first your, I want to say, food, man, like, 
first I want to say, I was spoiled. My mom, like, I didn't eat stuff. She didn't make me eat it. I didn't eat chili with beans in it, so she would make the chili, then add the beans after she gave me mine. I didn't have to deal with it. I didn't, Boy. yeah. My, I didn't like pancakes too dark, so I got all the pretty pancakes. I was spoiled, so, you know, hey. But, um, so my tailgate food is, I just, I make these, I just started making these a few years ago. But it's these, you take a tortilla, uh-huh. and you can cut it in half, or not, like, this year was the first time I didn't cut it in half, but you you know you get more when you cut it in half. But you cut it in half or not, but you take like you make a paste with flour and water, you mix them up, and then you roll the tortilla into a cone. Once you roll it into a cone, you seal the side with the flour mixture, then you fill it. Like I just did sour cream, a mashed avocado, cheese, meat. Then when you finish getting the field, you seal it at the top with um, the fire mixture. You deep fry it. Oh man, that's so good. That sounds like, good. So like it's like a it's like a a taco pocket. When it made me think when you said a taco burger, it's just a taco pocket. Like you like you just walk around eating a taco, but you ain't got to worry about it falling out the sides or you know none of that stuff. So. That that's that's uh that would be my tailgate food or my stuff um my stuff mushrooms are always a, a hit. So all right, now everybody's hungry because I've been doing hair all day and I have not eaten anything but <laughs> two two neck bones, two leftover neck bones. So and that is at like nine thirty ten o'clock. So let's not talk about food and let's end the show. Wrap it up with <laughs> goodbye to Manu Ginobili, uh, who has retired after 16 seasons, I think, from 02 to last year, 17, 18, uh, with the same team, the San Antonio Spurs. And before y'all say it, Yes, he was a flopper. Man. But he was a good player. He was a hard player. He wasn't soft like these new players are. So, yeah, what's what y'all got to say about Manu? Manu, Jay? Um, I... I, I, I was a big fan of Manu Ginobili. Um, even though he would upset me at times, flopping all the damn time. But I thought Ginobili was cool. You know what I'm saying? With how he played, um, brought the Euro step to the NBA. Um, I remember, you know, <laughs> trying try my best when I was in college to, you know, do the Euro, do the Euro step on people and stuff like that. Um, it was kind of, I mean, it was, it was kind of cool, you know. Um, he's, ve- he's very hard on those players. Um, won, what, four championships with the Spurs. Uh, himself, Duncan, and, uh, Tony Parker is one of the best, uh, trios to, you know, ever grace a basketball, uh, court. Um, 
and I'm I, the game gonna miss me. Um, I, I I thought Manu wasn't gonna retire so quick. I thought he was gonna play at least another year or so. But, he, um, he did too. Sorry, but yeah, he said but, he thought he was gonna play another year. But you know. yeah, but I, yeah, he probably he probably just looked at it like uh, I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? Like he he was just you know probably done with it. You know how to travel and stuff like that. So um, yeah, man, he, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be missing. Like you said, Monique, he's one of the you know the last ones. Um, Dwayne Wade, I think he's on his way out. You know, well, I wonder. You know, Manu is one of the, you know, hard, hardest nose players, you know, stuff like that. You got a good legacy, definitely a Hall of Famer. So, um, yeah, man, just good luck on your retirement, man. And thanks for entertaining us for years, uh, Manu. Appreciate it. All right, Hugh. Besides that Euro step, I definitely appreciate his game. <laughs> I definitely think he's an awesome player, and I love the fact that you know, when it came to San Antonio Spurs, you know, Greg Popovich and how he entertained us with his teams and his solid coaching, that team was more or less, they won so many championships and they didn't really go out and get any super teams like a lot of the teams are doing now to this day. Right. And I like them because it was like that team has more foreign players than any other team. So, you know, it's like I definitely appreciate that and the camaraderie that all of them had. But, yeah, that was a special trio to see, you know, Tony Parker, Manu, and Tim Duncan play. You know, it was really good, you know, for the game, for them to be on that team and, you know, stick around with their team. That's old school. And, yeah, definitely liked him and what he was about. And he's an ambassador in Argentina right now from winning the championship there and taking his skills to the NBA. Definitely is going to be missed. And like Jay said, it's not really too many of them that came right before this whole new era, like your D-Wave, you know, your Dirk, you know. There's a lot of guys who are about to be out soon. And there's going to be a whole new era of NBA players, you know. So, yeah, for him to last so long in a league that evolved every year, it was just good, man, because his game is still there. He just lost a slight step in this game because when we saw him play last year in the playoffs against Golden State, he put up some really good numbers. But it was just Golden State had too much. But, yeah, definitely going to be missed. He got his championships. I just feel like I'm happy for him, though. He can at least go out on top of knowing he still can play at the highest level in the NBA, but he wanted to go out on top. He didn't want to do what Michael Jordan did with the Wizards and sold himself short. Yeah. That was weak sauce. Dern <laughs> should have just quit. Seriously, <laughs> where the hell he was. But, um, yeah, Manu was one of the last of the Mohicans. And uh, he will be missed. And it's like basketball will never be the same. Because they are all the good ones. The real ones is gone. Or leaving on their way out. So I hope you all enjoyed the show. I hope that uh, you'll be back to listen to Pure to the Game with me, Mo, Jay, and Hugh. And I hope you all have a great evening. Oh, and I just want to. 
Uh, um, I just want to plug the the Facebook page. Um, oh yeah, guys... check out Pure to the Game on Facebook. Just look this up. We pop up. You see our beautiful faces. Just check out our bios. Take Man. care, y'all. Deuces. Have a happy holiday. Have a good one. Oh yeah, happy happy Labor Day. And go blue. Ha, ha, ha.